Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. And welcome, and today we have a gentleman from out west. Uh, his name is Thomas Benjo, and he's from FHQ Developments, and we'll get into that in just a minute. But first of all, welcome, Thomas. Ah, thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me on the show. Okay, so let's uh, first of all talk about your education. Where did you go to school after high school? I actually attended uh, First Nations University of Canada, which is uh, here in Regina, uh, Saskatchewan, uh, part of the University of Regina, um, took the uh, business program and uh, more specifically took the uh, Indigenous business program. So we'll have a background in Indigenous business, uh, Indigenous economic development, and uh, actually helped develop a uh, First Nations uh, governance program uh, through the School of Business. So how about after your university education? Where, where did you work first? Uh, well, all throughout university, I've, uh, I've actually worked a number of jobs and uh, actually did consulting work uh, while I was a student, uh, did uh, a lot of uh, large contracts for our communities and helping to uh, bring planning um, for our communities and then uh, actually developed a youth entrepreneurship camp uh, to try um, bring our youth into the university setting and you know it was quite successful we had quite a number of students actually go on and become entrepreneurs uh, but we also had a lot of the students uh, take business programming uh, at First Nations University of Canada. So it's, uh, you know, first first uh, uh, camp of its kind that, that was created and was very, very successful. We've seen probably 250 students go through that, uh, uh, that camp. Um, so that was, uh, that was great. And then from there, um, I actually had uh, my pick of where I wanted to go to build a career. I, I built quite a reputation in the community and um, had a number of job offers uh, right across Canada, but I, I actually uh, selected a career with RBC. Uh, so worked for the very large financial institution and uh, started off in uh, commercial banking uh, as a trainee and uh, was actually able to become an Indigenous uh, banker uh, within, so managing the Indigenous portfolio in, in Saskatchewan and uh, working with our uh, First Nation and Métis communities. And uh, all while doing that, served on several boards and, and uh, actually was one of the founding uh, board members uh, of FHQ Development. So uh, six years in commercial banking, um, doing everything under the sun there and, and at the same time building experience from, uh, for the DevCorp as a board of director. Okay, let's turn to FHQ. What does it stand for? Uh, FHQ is Fall Hills Coppell. So uh, we represent the Fall Hills Coppell Tribal Council, uh, which is made up of 11 nations um, throughout Treaty 4 territory in Southern Saskatchewan. Uh, we're made up of about 16,000 citizens that are, we, our tribal council represents and 
Uh, we actually represent five uh, linguistic groups or five tribal groups. So the Dakota, Nakota, Lakota, um, Soto, and, and Cree. Uh, so we're a very diverse uh, tribal council. So what are some of the programs and services that you provide? Well, the development corporation itself was uh, actually uh, created under the premise of uh, good governance and some of the uh, nation building work that you, uh, we would have heard of from uh, Harvard um, in the US. And it was so built on good governance that the um, idea around the development corporation was to create economic opportunity uh, for our nations. And so we've actually, over the years, have uh, built it in such a way that we have three divisions inside of our organization. So the, the first is investments and, and partnerships. So we, we focus on growing a portfolio of companies that um, we have, uh, you know, a 50% or more ownership of that, that does work in quite a number of industries from construction to oil and gas, to renewables, to hospitality, uh, to the tech sector. So, uh, we have quite a number of companies, uh, that we manage, um, with our partners. Um, our second division is economic development. So. Uh, much like the economic development organizations in cities across Canada, uh, our job there is to build uh, and, and strengthen a business ecosystem, and in our case, an Indigenous business ecosystem. So how do we make sure that while we're building all of these great companies and, and doing you know tremendous work in the community, um, how do we ensure that we're benefiting um, our nations and, and their businesses or entrepreneurs from our, our, our nations as well so that they're, you know, feel that they're part of the uh, uh, business economy that, that we're helping to build. The, uh, the third division focuses on um, Indigenous excellence and, and um, livelihood. And so that is, uh, you know, our, our way of being able to employ um, Indigenous professionals, not only from our nations, but through uh, um, other Indigenous individuals that may be working in our territory. So we put them to work either in our companies uh, or we're putting them to work with our, uh, our clients in the market. So it's a very robust um, business model that, that we've been able to create through the Development Corporation. And Thomas, you're supporting both on reserve and off reserve, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, our, our nations, uh, yeah, both uh, urban and, and on reserve. Um, our office is, is located actually on an urban reserve um, within uh, the city of Regina. Uh, but our, our services uh, expand uh, to try to um, help both, uh, both on reserve and off reserve. Okay. Tell us about the importance of partnerships. Well, I, I guess the, the importance of partnerships for us, so it's not, uh, not cut and dry, right? It doesn't happen overnight for us when we build a new partnership. Uh, the, the partnerships that we build uh, take a great deal of time. And um, the reason being is 
ensuring that we have a very strategic alignment on values um, and that we absolutely understand what it is we're trying to accomplish with one another. And I know a lot of times in, in our model, uh, we're looking for more benefit uh, than from our partners. Our partners are great at the capacity and, and uh, they're great at, at doing the technical work, uh, but where we need uh, to build an understanding is how do we how do we build um, greater indigenous wealth and and so indigenous wealth is not you know your standard definition of building wealth or an indigenous definition of building wealth is is building our community with us so not just looking at bottom line we're looking at livelihood we're looking at reinvestment we're looking at the environment so we take a lot of those factors into how um, we build and shape those partnerships. And so we have to ensure that our partners understand that when you're partnering with FHQ Developments, that your goals and aspirations um, are expanded much more than just bottom line uh, when they partner with us. And so it takes a great deal of time and uh, we need great partners that understand those values, but also give us the capacity that we need to be able to fulfill contracts with our customers. So Thomas, you are a social innovator. You may not like that term, but you, you definitely are. And you are running a social enterprise, which you may not like that term either, but you definitely are a social enterprise. You are giving back to the community and you're making a difference. And that's, uh, that's terrific. So how many employees do you do you have right now? Uh, currently inside of our development corporation, we have eight uh, employees. Um, throughout our companies right now, we are probably at about 150 throughout uh, all 12 companies. Um, and that fluctuates. It all depends on the season, depends on you know what's happening in the market with contracts. Um, so we could peak up over 200, uh, but it, it fluctuates back and forth. So how has the pandemic made a difference in terms of your operations? Well, I, I know, you know, some of our businesses, obviously, in the hospitality industry and um, just, you know, with economics in general, there was a bit of a slowdown in, in opportunity. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, we've worked really closely with within our companies to re-strategize and uh, reposition our companies and, and make additional investments. And what it's done is it's actually uh, created more benefit for us. Uh, we've been able to find greater benefit. Um, and how we've re-strategized and, and positioned ourselves. So we've been focused on uh, policy development as it relates to Indigenous inclusion. And I think by doing a lot of that work, it's actually created more opportunities for our companies and we're able to participate uh, at more meaningful levels. And so a lot of our communities have actually um, grown uh, throughout the pandemic. And I, I think, you know, what we've appreciated is um, being able to not only slow down a bit, but um, really focus in on, on strategy and really focus in on value. And, you know, we've been able to uh, uh, build 
stronger work culture inside of our organizations that uh, is helping to build some of that success. Have you looked at repurposing any of the organizations? Um, not, not at this point. Um, I, I guess one thing I would share is uh, since becoming CEO, uh, one of the first things that you know we we had to do as an organization uh, was assess our partnerships, assess the uh, businesses that that we've created. Um, you know, we, we had a lot of businesses with partners uh, that were more joint venture in, in nature. And, you know, we needed to really demonstrate, uh, we, we call it indigenous economic impact. We really needed to demonstrate how we're going to do that effectively. And so, um, you know, we went back to our partners and said, look, this is how we want to uh, build our relationships. These are all of the things that we are looking for in terms of, you know, building greater livelihood, building sustainability, actually creating a company together versus just a JV relationship, um, and, you know, creating uh, job opportunities, reinvesting in our, all of these things were so important to us. And when we went back to renegotiate with some of those businesses, they said, mm, you know, we don't, we don't really have time for that. And so we said, okay, well, we don't have time for the, this partnership. And so we've exited those relationships, uh, went through the legal process of, um, you know, getting rid of those relationships and then, uh, you know, started, uh, kept the ones that were in agreement with our, our structure and continue to build on new businesses. And I think we've just seen a tremendous amount of success now uh, with the new businesses that we've created because it follows this uh, indigenous uh, economic impact model. So Thomas, talk about different revenue streams that come into the organization, not the specific amounts, but the sources. Yeah, so a lot of our revenue streams are dividends uh, from uh, the businesses that we've created. Uh, so, you know, they're they're all profitable, um, and and we have a choice as as a development corporation with those companies. We're a bit more patient, and we've asked our limited partners, which is our nations, to be a bit more patient. Um, but we make decisions to either you know draw dividends out and you know bring those dollars uh, back into the development corporation uh, or we keep them in as retained earnings and we use that as working capital to continue to grow those companies. Um, so that's that's been sort of our, our main source of revenue has been uh, the dividend distributions from our companies. Uh, we do, um, under the economic development um, uh, division, uh, that is specifically funded uh, federally uh, so we get a small um, budget for that to be able to try to deliver the um, the uh, you know very complex job of trying to build an indigenous um, you know uh, ecosystem business ecosystem on a very limited budget. So we're very uh, strategic in how we do that. Uh, so we do get some federal funding for that. Um, but that's, uh, that's about the extent of our, uh, revenue stream that we would see. So we heavily rely on the success of our, our businesses, 
um, uh, or any uh, investment returns. Now, at this point, you're in Saskatchewan. Have you considered taking that same model into other provinces and territories? Um, I, I think, you know, our business model will always be, uh, you know, the focus of trying to create stronger businesses. So um, we have to be very strategic in where we start off and where we plan to get to. So we have, you know, obviously in our growth of our companies is to be able to grow into other markets. And for some of our companies they have, they're taking up contracts in other provinces, territories, um, and even other countries. So um, the aspiration is there. It's just a matter of uh, building and strengthening our business model before we make the investment decision to, um, you know, grow into a, other uh, locations. But um, always, always on, on top of our mind is, is growth and, and being able to uh, look to further growth in other territories. There's a gentleman in uh, Nova Scotia, Chris Gugu. I don't know whether you know Chris. But, uh, I haven't met Chris. Okay. Well, I, I think you should because you are doing similar stuff. And I did send you an email with his, uh, with his website and very much into economic development. And he's going beyond the borders of Nova Scotia. So... That may be of interest to you. Uh, what about Phil Lane? Have you had any contact with Phil? Uh, I haven't, unfortunately, no. Okay. Well, uh, Ed Champion, who's another guy out west in Vancouver, Phil Lane is on his board and is helping uh, in terms of economic development there. So Ed Champion is another fellow you may want to consider. Stephen Jackson is another gentleman in uh, Kitchener. And um, he runs several indigenous operations out of there that uh, could be of interest. So all of those folks, I've sent you an email. And I know you're a busy guy and got a lot of emails coming in. But... Uh, if you do find some time, I'd recommend those three in particular you take a look at. So let me uh, let me look a little bit into the future with visioning with you. Where will your company be three years from today? How will it be different? How will it be better? How will it have expanded? Well, my, my goal in the next three years here is to double the size of our, our business. Um, we've been growing at a pretty steady uh, rate despite uh, um, economic circumstances and within our province. And we've, we've had a bit of a drought when it comes to, um, you know, major construction projects, major capital investment. But there's, uh, I, I think since pandemic, there's, uh, you know, going to be some significant uh, reinvestment in into new infrastructure projects and major capital projects. So that's going to help with some of our businesses in, in their growth. Um, 
Yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll look to double the size and, and that's through some of the larger capital projects that, that we have planned uh, with our partners. And I'm quite confident that we will be successful on a number of those fronts. Um, if we haven't doubled, we would have tripled our, our size by uh, within the next three years with those projects. Um, but in terms of, uh, you know, industries, I, I think we would actually uh, hopefully be expanding into more of the renewables as, as well as the uh, tech sector. Um, and we've been uh, putting together our strategy and um, formulating our next steps into uh, the egg industry as it relates to egg tech, egg manufacturing, uh, egg supply chain. So we're uh, those are sort of our, our next steps over the next three years is to really grow and expand in those uh, in those areas. So Thomas, you have a very varied career and interesting connecting with several businesses. So what's your website so people could reach out? Uh, it's www.fhqdevfhqdev.com. Thank you for your time this afternoon. Great story and great successes. Thanks so much.